Hey guys, welcome to episode 285 of the podcast with my guest Taryn Anderson. Uh, Taryn and I met working on Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher's wonderful show Take My Wife, which many of you I think have seen. And uh, she is uh, a wonderful cinematographer slash director of photography. And uh, my friend Ben Acker, who has also done the JV Club podcast, uh, had just recently become friends with Taryn and said, oh, you should podcast her. And and I said, uh, I already know her and you're absolutely right so it was a joy and pleasure to have her over uh i want to thank um uh, nita for continuing to run the jv club tumblr now we got a message that um, nita just passed along to me yesterday from cora fitness which is uh, a group of young women who are using legend of cora to encourage uh, physical fitness and getting strong and being fierce and all that kind of good stuff so email me uh, more information I'd love to hear about it and talk more about it on the podcast. Uh, if you guys are still listening to this, I can be found at Janet at JanetVarney.com. Uh, I would love to hear more about what you're doing. Um, I don't, I'm not on Tumblr really. So uh, the best place to reach me to tell me more about it would be there. And I uh, just want to welcome Pierre Jerome into the um, Bay Area. He's a, a longtime listener who is coming into uh, my northern turf. I don't really know why I said that. So that's it. I will talk to you guys soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Boxed you in. This is good. I like sitting on the floor. I mean, now listen, I feel like I could pull this out a little bit more. This is totally. I don't know. I just don't want to. It's funny because the way I see you, it kind of does look like maybe you're about to put on a puppet show for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just there might be you disappear and then over the coffee table comes a little. I do put on a mean puppet show. Do you? Not probably not. No. No. God, so confident for five seconds. Well, it's funny. My daughter has, we made, we have this closet in her room that we've turned into a fort bed. Amazing. And there's like a perfect Amazing. little puppet window. Nice. So we got a lot of puppets so they could put on puppet shows. Yeah, basically. great. Yeah. Okay, everything you've just described sounds to me like you've created a wonderland for your child. I think so. She really is the like gunning for a- closet right? like- it's so great. It's all enclosed. Yeah. It's really cool. But she's really gunning for a loft bed because she uh, thinks that's cooler. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, bed it's like yeah. a dream i'll yeah. sleep in there i i when i was little um my dad's some of my dad's best friends uh had I, i've said this before in the podcast but like i feel like for some reason like we have no money i mean we were fine but my dad was a public school teacher and he just has a lot of friends who have a lot of money and i don't know right. why i mean these are people that he was great friends with in high school so i guess everyone else just made more successful career decisions money wise and he made an emotionally successful <laughs> career decision nice. and helped many, many young people. Uh, but they they had this like house that they built, you know, that they had built and it was on the edge of a golf course in, you know, one of the most kind of shishi neighborhoods in Tucson. They're lovely people, I should say. But anyway, the, the, their son, who was my age, had a race car bed. And that was like, wow. now that's television money. Yeah. Like that yeah. looks like that's Ricky Schroeder. Like right. that's not a, a real person. Right. And then the one of the other brothers had like a, a loft bed slash kind of bunk bed oh, thing. Cool. And the loft bed never appealed to me. That felt like too claustrophobic. Like I would sit up abruptly and hit my head on the right. ceiling or something. Right. It's a lot of. So effort. Do you, if you need me to talk your daughter out of it, yeah, perfect. I'll, I'll come up with way. a number of ideas. You're hit your head on the ceiling. This is gonna be awful just the worst <laughs> you're gonna have nightmares about hitting your head right. on things Might fall out of bed yeah that too i think i was afraid of falling yeah. out of bunk beds yeah i didn't I care for I it i did fall out of a bunk bed at some point and it was it was a little terrifying did you crack slash break no, slash or anything i don't think i don't know that i remember it that well i think my parents remember it really well yeah it was we used to my we oh yeah sorry yeah. i've okay, been no, recording for a while okay, great great <laughs> 
forgot to tell you. Okay, great. Ah, it sneaks up on you. We used to go, uh, my parents are a big outdoor group in Seattle, so they're big skiers, backpackers. Nice. So we'd go to these like, I don't know, um, cabins maybe, where they have like dorm style sleeping. Oh, sure. Yeah. A room full of bunk beds. Yeah. And that's where I remember sleeping on the top bunk at some point in the middle of the night, peeling out. Yeah. They were super freaked out. Did you have, I have, I also feel like I had, I did have a couple of friends who had bunk beds and I did always want to sleep on the lower part for the same reason as like the fort in the closet, yes. which is I like the sort of the cozy cave. Yeah. That's my, that's a way to go. Does it, when you would do these uh, trips, was it like a, like your family and other families or like a bigger, or was it just yeah. a cabin that had a one room cabin that had, that your whole family would sleep I in think, the beds I kind of other random people there. Like, it's a bunch of backpackers total strangers or skiers or whatever i don't yeah. know why you haven't written this horror movie yet <laughs> right exactly just yes. sleeping just exactly. looking across the large cabin room at a child yeah who sort of looks like you but right. has like real dark circles under her yeah. eyes Ooh, that's very creepy. pale yeah smiles at you yeah I mean, Ugh. I don't know where that goes. Yeah. That might be enough. Yeah. Listen, it's a light, it's, it's a true. light, very short horror movie <laughs> where you get a weird feeling from that girl and then credits. Yeah. The credits are rolling. Yeah. I think that's how all outdoor adventures start, though, is like it could also be the start of a horror movie. That's a really good going point. Going out to the desert. Yeah. It all, you're going out camping. I mean, any of those I feel like are always a great setup for something horrible to happen. Absolutely right. Did you, were you uh, a big fan of doing that with them or did you kind of have kid nerves about it? Did. I think I really enjoyed it. I think later in high school, I was sort of ready to do my own thing somewhat, but I was on, I was an only child. So I was on my parents' schedule. Mm -hmm, I don't know mm -hmm. if your family dynamic was similar, but I was kind of along for the ride. Right, right, right. Well, my parents didn't say together so but yeah I would say that for the most part it was like either I needed to be dumped off somewhere so that one or the other of them could do what they wanted to do or I was I was along for the ride yeah yeah Yeah. at least they like that and at least it wasn't I don't know what I don't know what it would have been like a series of weird like religious retreats that made you uncomfortable (laughs) I guess that's with not that but atheists uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. Uh what do they what do they do they my dad was a lawyer uh, it's finally retired, um, and he did most mostly um, social security work and um, oh my god, I'm just spacing on all the things. Mm-hmm, mm, uh, that's okay. You don't have to keep yeah. track of his okay, h- yeah. the history of his He's career. Gonna, don't please don't listen to this. I'm gonna have him on next um, week, so okay, it's fine. Great, perfect. It's no big deal. Uh, and my mom was a counselor at a community college, uh, and she sort of had those great hours where she was home when I came home. And, nice. Um, super present and around. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, writing a screenplay on the side. Sure. Like great. <laughs> great. In Seattle. Yeah, I love it. Seattle. What yeah. was the screenplay about? Again, There's I'm testing so you. Many. I'm testing you. It's oh, yeah. Because so she grew up in Sweden, but she's really into Americana. So it, they were always like very like small town American based things. And your dad's American? He is. Yeah, he grew up here. Where yeah. did how long had she been here when they met and stuff? Pretty early. I think she'd been here a couple years. She moved here from Sweden at, to be an au pair, mm. which I think was the thing to do back sure. then. Um, she worked for Ruth Bader Ginsburg for a little while. Just whoa, randomly. That's uh, amazing. Little Wait, as an au pair, as an au pair. How yeah, about that. And what if I misunderstood? I was like, so she was Ruth Bader Ginsburg's au pair. <laughs> she raised her. I raised her. She's, She's really old. Is your mom? Yeah. yeah, so old. Huh? So huh. old. Huh? Um, uh, and then they just bumped into each other on the streets in New York. It was sort of like a beautiful love story. That's just totally random. Very, very cool. Yeah. Like yeah. one of them knocked each other down and the person was carrying groceries and they were like, yeah. oh, let me help yeah. you with that. And yeah. then they conked heads. Yes. I think my they mom was asking someone for directions. No, she was and not. And with her other like Get beautiful Swedish friends and my here. dad and his friends were like, we would happily help give oh, you directions. <laughs> to my, our hearts. That's my understanding. Uh, yeah. Heart. <laughs> that is it. Did any of the other people end up no, together? It no. was just them. But I think they're friends with a lot of them still. Yeah. Yeah. That's Good. great. Good community. Yeah. How long was their courtship? I only we can ask you about your parents. I don't want to know uh, anything perfect. about you. They uh, they were together for a while, but then my dad was in the army, and so she, I think they got married so that she could go with him. Okay, he, they were stationed in Germany for a oh, couple of years. Okay, is my she was like great. I made it out of Europe, and now yeah. I'm headed right <laughs> back over back. there. Yeah. Then they came back, and then they waited a long time to have a kid. So I think they wanted to, you know, they 
traveled. They had lots of things to do. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. God, I love that your mom is Swedish. Um, I feel like I my experience of Swedes in general, I don't think I'm saying anything new or interesting, to be honest with you, but and Scandinavian culture, but specifically like maybe it's probably just because I have a good friend who is Swedish nice. who I who came to my high school because his mom's American. So oh, he cool. was sort of a back and forther and um, was this amazing resource for like because he had that he had the, he had a very strong perspective of right like sort of looking from the outside at what American schools and American politics, right. all that kind of stuff were right. like. Uh, but I do feel like it's one of those countries where everyone speaks English. Perfectly. There's so much that, that gets imported yeah. in terms of entertainment and stuff like that. It totally makes sense that your right. mom would have that early understanding and appreciation for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, to have moved and, yeah. and to just get right into it, get into America. And she was a huge Elvis fan. And she was a huge Elvis I think fan. That too. He was yeah. the gateway. Yeah. The gateway drug. Yeah. How do you feel about Elvis? I don't have strong feelings I, about him at all. Uh, you know, it's not Christmas Christmas for me, like, unless I hear his album. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, it it's like, it feels calming in that, like, childhood. It was a big part of childhood, but, yeah. but not as much as also, like, Harry Balafonte or... Um, gosh, what were some of the other ones? I don't know, just sort of music of that era. Yeah, yeah. So sort of fit into that. So it wasn't like there were posters. I was going to ask you as my like, next question, like <laughs> how many Velvet Elvises right, did yeah, she have? None, but there maybe was like a picture yeah. around, but nothing. There were no like secret rooms that were like plastered with, uh-huh. <laughs> with paraphernalia. <laughs> what a weird thing to stumble upon. I found my mom's secret room. I don't know if my dad knows about it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, do, uh, do, and how about your mom's, like, did she bring the sort of like Scandinavian style into what your yeah. house looked like or was she, embr- yeah. I don't know, or does she did it look more like Graceland? Oh my God. I don't I know wish. what Graceland looks like. I so, have oh, you been? I have been. Not with them. Been. I think they're going to go on a trip back to Graceland too. Graceland is it's weird because it's by today's standard is kind of a normal sized house. Is it really? It was like a mansion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big suburban home. Right. Right. Like crazy decorations. Yeah. But, um, but it's not like going to like Hearst castle or something like that, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, She did bring a lot. I mean, I, we spoke Swedish at home when I was a kid. That is so cool. And we did sort of a lot of Swedish traditions with like in the summer, they do a big sort of summer solstice. Sure. Festival. Well, it's a big deal because you actually have the light (laughs) is actually hugely impacting your day and night in the winter and too. Yeah. So we did do a lot of that stuff. And then as far as, I mean, Christmas decorations were all Swedish, definitely a lot of Swedish things around. And then I think it was like, Eight years ago, I don't a while ago, my parents are kind of like pranksters and they decided <laughs> I'm so excited about yes. wherever this goes. So they decided to they were gonna redo the house and not tell me about it. So we play a game when I come home that's like, what's different in the neighborhood? <laughs> So okay. someone painted okay. their house. Sure. Someone did. So this is a pre-existing yard. game yeah. that they were like, yeah. this time we're really going to get her. Yes. Okay. And like maybe the bathroom is a different color. Little yeah. things. So we, I come home from Christmas or for Christmas. I walk and we were sort of pointing out things as we're getting to the yeah. house. Get to the house, walk inside. I don't recognize anything. Nothing. Oh, wow. I recognize. I, l- I had to walk. This is a, had the house I grew up in. Yeah. I had to walk outside. Make, make sure. sure yeah. Right house. Go back in. All the walls are in different places. It oh, was, really? So they got, really, they like re- redid the, the, the whole footprint so of it. It's like an old 1940s house. And it was now modern Scandinavian. Wow. Top to bottom. So beautiful. Yeah. But not just unrecognizable yeah and the architect i think it was the architect uh was there filming the whole thing so my face was just total shock yeah the whole time they had moved out of the house forwarded our home number to their apartment oh my god and just not told me anything oh my god for like six months that's insane really funny it was so great but so the architects found did um, they get rid of all their old furniture and stuff or did was did uh, they keep some of that stuff but in the context of everything having moved around and stuff i'm sure it was just a lot of new yeah 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 um, they found a note in the kitchen because we had redone the kitchen when I was a kid. It was a little time capsule from me <gasps> as like a 10-year-old oh. saying, my name is 
Taryn, I live here, I'm 10, and like here's some things about me. So they kept that, that was really nice. And then they kept the door frame that had all my heights on it growing up. Okay, all right. What if they were like, we couldn't wait to burn that time capsule. It was filthy. <laughs> like, was it my parents that wanted to keep those things? It was the architect, I think, who was more sentimental than my parents. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're not going to be the parent, I will yeah. in this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. What was in the time capsule? I think it was just a little note with a drawing. I don't remember if there were like objects in it or not, but it was, you know, it was funny to find your own time capsule. Sure. Did you remember it? Did you remember putting it in there and stuff? I mean, so I would never yeah. have thought about it until being seeing it in person. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool. So, okay. So it may have just been a note, more like a message in a bottle yeah, type exactly. scenario rather yeah. than like, here's all these trinkets. Yes. yes. Yeah. Next time I'll do that. Please. <laughs> for crying out loud. Uh, okay. So see, so being in Seattle and sort of having that wilderness, like their yeah. the appreciation for nature and all that, did that trickle over into you in terms of like how you spent your free time? Like, did you have outdoor space to kind of play in and imagine in and kind world of. build in, so to yeah. speak? Yeah. We were right in the city. So we had a little backyard, but it was a neighborhood full of kids and we all kind of lived in each other's houses there was a a weird alley right behind our house where those houses didn't have another street they just were on the alley that was the only way to get there so it was like almost like a cul-de-sac okay yeah yeah no other reason to go down there than you live there yeah so we kind of had that to run around in yeah and then there was a big open sort of green space but i mean all woods so if we were feeling really adventurous we could go that far yeah um, but yeah, I feel like even in a city, we sort of found a lot of outdoor green space to kind sure. of like, especially, yeah, Seattle is definitely not, it's, yeah, it's not like living in the middle of Manhattan or right. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you, what was your experience like with the rain? Did you have the sort of, oh, it's always raining yeah, or you, you don't think about it? I think yeah. when you grew up in it, you just don't know any better. And so you just play outside like you, unless it's pouring. Yeah. But Seattle is like very sprinkly. Yeah, there's a lot of like misty, like yes. as long as you're wearing something slightly exactly. protective, you can sort of not. Yeah, exactly. And you just get used to your face kind of always being moist. Exactly. <laughs> which is true for people in the summer in the South. So yes, there right. you go. Right. And I think a lot of it was finding like cool places to, you know. Oh, sure. Under, Where's like, our little, little, like, how do you nestle in? Yes, and exactly, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I cool. do. I do love Seattle. I, I And I'm sure your mom was like, Please, you have no idea because right. in the winter in Sweden, it's <laughs> yes. like we get. I mean, I don't. Three hours. Yeah, four it's hours such a tiny amount sunlight. of sun if yeah. it's not you know raining or snowing or whatever. Yeah. Is she from Stockholm proper? She grew up north of Stockholm um, in Dalarna, which is sort of like where they make those little red horses. Okay, kind of that area. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere where they do in the winter get four hours, five hours Woo. of daylight. Yeah, and then she moved down to southern Sweden, which is more like Seattle. It mm. is. Let me be a little colder, but very overcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how much time have you spent in Sweden? Uh, we used to go for like three or four weeks in the summers because my grandparents lived there. That's and great. Cousins and uncle and aunt. Yeah, summer's so. the time to do it. Did yeah. you were you, did you have trouble sleeping because it was light so late? Not really. Again, I think when you're a kid, you don't think you're about You're just like, it. this is reality. Yeah. This is whatever this reality is. We took is. our kids last summer to go and did talk to them about it's good. It's it's sunny all all yeah all night and uh, the first night there i think our six-year-old at the time woke up looked out the window saw people walking around tried to wake us up yeah like no no (laughs) not time yet don't be fooled yes don't be fooled don't be fooled still the middle of the night god that is yeah i've never been to a place where it's just i've never had that i mean i've you know at the most i guess i've been someplace where it stays late to like maybe 10 30 11 yeah but then it turns into mostly I, yeah. a, you know dark eye masks yeah you'd have like, to yeah so but the idea scary. of like yeah what it sort of when does when does the, like does the city slow down in the same way i mean i know people who party they you just don't really ever have right. to stop and then right. i also just in terms of like crime at one time of year versus another time of year not to say that they have a That'd ton of be, crime anyway yeah. but yeah if you're if you're a child and you so wake up and it looks like it's the middle of the day, yeah. it seems hard to imagine someone being like, "This is the time we should get that diamond." Right? <laughs> <laughs> what a quaint, <laughs> charming idea of what crime is. I have. I totally want to look that. I up, assume though. it's all heist related. Right. <laughs> I assume I have to assume it's all heist related. <laughs> That's in Sweden, probably. Oh. Yeah. When I was in when I was in Stockholm, I was uh, I was I was I was like. Um, 
surprised and sort of pleased by how much more ethnically diverse it was than yeah. what I expected. Yeah. It was like a bunch of people who look like me, but then there were like tons of Asian people, Middle Eastern, yeah. black. I mean, it was good. It yeah. was it was better than I because yeah. you sort of have that idea. And like yes. being somewhere like Copenhagen, I really was like right. I'm not seeing anyone and who does look I like me. Grew up it was very homogenous. So it is yeah. cool. I mean, Stockholm really does feel like an international city now. It really versus, does. Yeah. And even yeah. some like some sketchier areas where I was like, oh this right. is almost <laughs> feels like i'm proud of you San, like san francisco's bad neighborhood <laughs> right i don't know why that would make me yeah. happy i was ready to move to stockholm after this visit it's oh so yeah pretty. it's pretty great oh, it's so pretty it's really really yeah. great i get i get slightly mixed up because i did the whole sort of like stockholm copenhagen oslo right helsinki thing so sometimes i kind They'll of like i'm like together. am i blending but i'm pretty yeah. sure oslo is very specific yeah. so I've, i'm pretty sure i'm i think i'm remembering everything the way it is and Helsinki is I mean they're they're all they all do sort of feel different from one another in very specific ways but there are some like when you start thinking about museums that's where it gets tricky because then you're just inside looking at right cool modern art and you maybe could be anywhere yeah you know I did go to St. Petersburg uh one year from Sweden because it's pretty close yeah in Stockholm it's like or I think we were in southern Sweden so it was like a two and a half hour flight yeah close I went to the Hermitage there Uh uh-huh and that is the, just sort of the, the one of the biggest art museums I've ever seen and just full it's so decadent yeah and it's so over the top and there's just so much it's it's ridiculous the amount of art that's in there yeah that, that just felt unlike anything I've ever seen before oh, I that would like to see that really amazing did you yeah. go to the um did you go to that Viking ship museum yes that's pretty cool that is pretty cool yes that that's like amazing. you just for those of you I don't know why many of you would know this but like you you go into this very dark kind of building and then they have reconstructed this entire Viking ship essentially that's like suspended in the air and you can walk all around it you can't walk in it but you can walk all around it and they get they there's just like great it's a great museum it's yeah. one of those interactive kind of like oh this is a magical place and I, isn't i think that's the same one that went out it was like finally going out to sea and it like didn't make it past the harbor. I think you're exactly yeah. right there. It was like, nope, nope, no, no, this is sinking right it's now. Very pretty, but yeah, not, not actually going to work as a boat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Viking, this, this feels right for Stockholm. I feel like that's like right next to the ABBA museum, oh, which I did not right. go to, I didn't either. but it was funny to be yeah. like on the way to walking to the Viking ship. You're like, mm, we could go into the ABBA museum. That's really funny. Yeah. A museum. So there's another museum in LA. I, I don't know if you've checked it out. It's called the Museum of Failure. Oh, I've heard of it, but I've never been. The Swedish boat is in is in that museum. I mean, oh, like a picture funny. of it. Where but, is the Museum of Failure? It's in it's in it's in the Hollywood and Highland complex. Oh, it is. Okay. So it's a little bit of a weird yeah. place to go. Yeah. You kind of have to navigate lots of tourists and it's very strange. Yeah. But, um but it's pretty awesome they have some like weird and disturbing things there yeah <laughs> uh, and then you're right around the court like that really is that's still the kind of the 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 corridor of like madame tussauds yes. and ripley's yeah. believe it or not for it sure. keeps sort of waiting for people and i'm not saying that i don't because i i sort of am glad they exist yes. even though they're just totally. crazy yes. but i do that is one of those things where i kind of keep waiting for it to be announced like well it turns out no one cares like no one cares about ripley's believe it or not anymore yes. so it's folding yeah like I, like I, like i like i'm putting it on the level with like planet hollywood for some reason right. which is not there's like right. it's weirder and older go though yeah i feel like it's right there i've it's never right been there. i should at least go in when somebody's visiting and yeah see if it's i feel like it there's a there's an underlying like accidental racism to it because oh. a lot of it is like look at these crazy tribes who shrink heads everybody like there's a i think i mean it would be interesting, interesting to see if they've right. modified to be more pc i remember right. going as a teenager and even then being like yeah. huh this feels weird uh-huh. <laughs> this feels slightly weird right. and then madame Dussault was something that i didn't care about at all uh and then we Sketchfest had a party at madame tussauds oh, wow. um after one you know on one of the weekends a couple of years ago and i was spooked i mean it was really so it's crazy the, what is just all these one? celebrities okay. wax you know celebrity okay. wax figures okay but it's it's 
it's weird. Right. It's weird. Some of them are great. And then some of them really are. It's like you're kind of trapped in a nightmare of like, but is this what Kate Winslet looks like? Is it? (laughs) You know, there's a real sort of macabre, like, am I looking at a dead body kind of sense to them for me, you know? And what makes us want to go and see a wax version of a person. Yeah. Because it's not as simple as, I don't think it's as simple as just wanting to pose and then tell your friends, look, I had my picture taken with this person. Right. Although I'm sure there's plenty of that. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, do they look real enough to? I think if you, I think if you're, I think if you were in like quickly in passing, like if someone was flipping through photos. Right. And then the second they stopped to look, they, they would, it's almost like the, um, the uh uncanny valley like the the computer generated thing where your human instinct knows so quickly your gut tells you something's terribly wrong right so much faster than your eye really understands right and then you're like oh this is not human this is close to human what do you think about that like watching cg characters and in films and stuff how do you feel we're doing on that i feel like it depends on the story really yeah and whether you're sort of along for the ride or not yeah I feel like it can go either way, so wonderfully or so horribly. Yeah. And I think it really is on the storytelling and really what the visuals are that first instant on whether you're immediately on board or not into it. And can, that might just yeah. be aesthetically what you're That's true. drawn to as well. Can you, th- can you think of something off the top of your head that you're like, there was a lot of s- s- sort of CG type, hum- more humanoid type people that I you mean, thought worked you, for you? Did you see Real Player One? No, I Ready haven't Player seen it. One? Ready Player One? Ready Player I haven't one? seen it. I mean, that's such a weird sort of world to dive into. But I feel like they did a good job of being like, this is other. This right. is your pretend life. Yeah. But I could also see some people saying like, it's not really my, I don't like that aesthetic. Yeah. And maybe that's enough to just turn you off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's hard when it's, it gets, it gets more tricky when it's, uh, when it's somebody in the middle of a bunch of actual actors. Like the one that I just had was seeing, um, Infinity Wars. Okay. Uh, because there's one specifically one character in there who has like, it's weird because the the weirder and less human they are, the more you sort of accept it. Right. And then the closer and closer and closer you get, the more weirded out I get. And right. there's one character in it who is constantly surrounded by just regular actors. Oh, interesting. And yeah. the mouth movements are so off-putting to me because they haven't nailed that yet. Interesting. That I'm like, ugh, no, right. I don't, ugh, that's weird, right. that's weird, that's weird. Right. That's you know? true. I can see that where they merge together, where that's too much comparison right next to each other yeah that's hard yeah yeah interesting and and, and then cut to me like marrying a hologram right <laughs> i don't know we're very happy together i feel he really yeah. sees me he really really sees me um what that's were your funny. what were the things that you were drawn to like as a teenager were you more um social were you like what was your sort of high school situation like I loved high school so much I feel like I'm a weird person for that I feel like people don't always but I loved high school so much um I was sort of one of those people that sort of floated around I had a really good group of friends um but and we were kind of accepted by everyone Mm -hmm. so it was sort of a nice place to be where you didn't feel ostracized but and you had your core people Um, I mean, I would say consistently the people that enjoyed high school the most are always the people who are like, I don't know, I kind of floated between groups. Like I felt accepted by a lot of different types. And, you know, what was your school like? It was it was so it was um, in Seattle in grunge, the heyday of grunge. Yeah. And unfortunately, I was not cool okay. enough to be. Right. I saw none of those shows live. <laughs> saw, did not see Have you had there. to defend this before? Have people been like, dude, yes. you must have seen so many Soundgarden shows. Right. And you're like, no, no I don't yeah. know how I missed it. I everybody always said I had. Oh, gosh. the Who's the lead singer of Pearl Jam? Uh, Eddie Vedder. Everybody mm-hmm. always said I had. It's first Eddie of all Vedder adorable hair. that you're you couldn't conjure I mean, that name, right? and just, you're from Seattle. I am from Seattle. You, that says it all. Totally, that says it all. Horrible, but yes, everybody always said I had Eddie Vedder hair. I had kind of long, curlyish brown yeah. hair. Um, I mean, you <clears throat> you actually do kind of look like you could be cousins. So I think yeah, it's okay, it was great. more than your hair. I, he's <laughs> an attractive gentleman. So perfect. Uh, and you don't look like a man. Great. Not to say there'd be anything wrong with that if you wanted to. <laughs> 
But I think it go it, it right. stretches beyond your hair to the point where people are like, oh, right. you remind me of someone right. iconic That's in that funny. sort of like three degrees of separation way. Right. Like you wouldn't, it's not like someone would mistake right. you for anything. Is that any better over there? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Until you turned around, I could have sworn he were him. You're so small. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea if he's like a petite man or if he's... I don't know either. I, don't, I have no... I'm really bad at gauging that and yeah. i'm always yes. surprised right. in both directions i'm surprised that right. someone like I, uh, clearly i'm i'm surprised when people are taller or shorter or whatever yeah. it just means i have no sense whatsoever and they just exist as like yeah. bubble people that That's i will never amazing. actually right. meet right but yes yeah, so i have no i know sense of him what yeah. were, what kind of music did you listen to I, you know, I feel like I, in high school, I was really transitioning from listening to what my parents listened to at home to suddenly, I think I was a sophomore and someone said, I'm going to a U2 concert. And I said, who? And it was like, the, it just went silent everywhere. <laughs> and, and pretty much like everyone was like, I started the mix, like the mixtapes of my sad friends started yeah. pouring in. I was yeah. like, okay, we need to teach you a little bit more about music, kid. So uh, at that point, I was listening to everything, but I mean, it was, you know, 90s Seattle. So I feel like it certainly was very alternative heavy. And then some of my best friends were in, for some reason, my high school had an amazing jazz band. Oh, cool. So I was listening to a lot of jazz at that time, too, and sort of learning about that side of music as well. Did you play an instrument? No, I played piano for like six years as a kid and was just terrible. Yeah. I just it no, I just didn't have that extra spark. Right. But a lot of my friends were very musically inclined. So I was lucky to have a lot of like great music around me. Yeah. Um, and then super nerd moment. I was the president of the environmental club for three years. Terrific. <laughs> that feels right. For Seattle. For Seattle. Right? Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. So, Absolutely. And honestly, that was amazing. Because I, I don't mean, remember even having, I don't, like, I'm sure we had one. I've made no secret about the fact that I had no sense of any extracurricular clubs or anything going on at my school. Right, right. But, yeah. yeah. What did that mean, that you that you guys would go out and, like, do a cleanup yeah, of a... exactly. We'd do organized cleanups and recycling. We planted a lot of trees. I feel great. like I can drive through Seattle and be like, those are our trees That's we really planted. cool. And, like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. And then there, it was sort of like a, uh, was it a national group? I honestly can't remember. It was at least throughout the city, all the high schools had the same environmental groups. And mm-hmm. We'd all get together and have conferences and meetings. And it felt so much sort of bigger than high school, Absolutely. which I think was kind of a cool Yeah, to feel like you're part of something that yeah. has some positive affect on the future when you're that yeah young I think is uh, that's rare and I yeah. definitely didn't feel that I don't remember feeling like I mattered you know what I mean in yeah, that yeah. way at all yeah um what and what was your love life like I, I didn't start dating until my first kiss was in a school play when I was a senior in high school great what was the play so it was not good <laughs> but honestly I was not that I was not that interested I feel mm-hmm. like I was I was always like I'm a very serious student. Mm-hmm. I am busy. Uh, who has time to smooch when I'm saving the planet? Exactly. And I can't I, afford to waste even one second right, holding someone's exactly. clammy hand. And I definitely remember like when the play was happening that I had certainly had some male friends that offered to help if I needed any assistance. Amazing. In, they were just practicing. waiting for that opportunity. Yeah, if I needed any practice. Sh- as if it's for professional reasons, right. she might do it. Yeah, just that. W- w- what was the play? <laughs> I, I don't you don't remember? <laughs> I was going to say, like, were you a principal character? Like, if you had to kiss it was, someone? It was sort of one of those rotating like... where, like, your interaction, that person leaves, and now you're interacting with the next person. And then you're out, and that person's now, it's sort of like, sort of a circular I thing. I don't know if there's a name for that. not know what that is, and it doesn't rig any bills. Yeah. <laughs> not a famous play okay okay yeah yeah, Yeah. because it almost sounds like more of an exercise like maybe it was something that someone wrote specifically for that kind of theater class like oh everyone will get a chance to do something yeah or something like that so acting was not you were not like this is my thing i really loved acting in high school and probably middle school too. i mean not enough to remember Um, the play but whatever Exactly. And then after that, I don't know, I just, uh, I just, like, you could not pay me enough now to, to do that. I, I'm so happy behind the camera. Like, it is, yeah. I, don't, I, was, I don't know. But at when the did time, you, when did you, if, because obviously we had an interest in the sort of 
performing arts right. on some level to to stay in it now. Yeah. Um. What What was that? How was that transition for you? Do you yeah. Do you relate them to one another? Or is it almost like two totally separate? It kind of feels like two separate things. Yeah. I loved sort of the world of theater, and I grew up going to the theater. So I think that was a big part of it. Is my parents. We went to every play, every opera, every musical performance that was happening in Seattle. And I loved that. So I yeah. think it just made sense to be doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point it also is, I think I started, I also started falling in love with photography in high school. And I think that for, was probably the real switch where yeah. that for me is made more sense. Yeah. And I loved sort of filmmaking I don't know. I just love that part Did, of it. Were you, uh, I hate to try to tie things together when they're not tied no. together, but was, was the, and were you taking photos like as part of the kind of environmental stuff? Was it like, I'm going to take totally pictures of separate. these trees? Was, yeah. I did take a lot of pictures uh-huh. of trees. Probably. <laughs> hey, I like trees. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Heard of a little someone called Ansel Adams. He did all right. Exactly. He did all right. Exactly. I mean, I think when you're in high school, you're really, scrounging for what is different that you can take pictures of and you don't yeah. necessarily have a ton of things at your disposal. Um, were you doing, did, was there a class in high school that was like photography where you're developing in yeah. the, in the dark room and stuff like that? Yeah. And I feel like I'd always thought that I wanted to take photography. And when I took the class, I feel like it was like, inst, you know, that instant love people talk about of like was seeing another person and immediate, it was like the second I took the class, I just knew that, this was everything. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wish I could say the same because I took photography all through college and my dad is a great photographer and he sort of, you know, he's, he writes books about ghost towns and mining camps and stuff. And so for the first few books that he wrote, they used his photos. And so I think, and I like worshiped my dad when I was little. And so I think I thought like, I'm probably going to be pretty good at this too. And it is just like a one in a series of, oh yeah, I did have ADD because like I had zero, I loved being out. I loved, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so gross. I feel like I loved playing the character of a photographer. Do you know what I mean? Like I loved being out like, oh, let's go. We're going to go down to Sedona. The class is going to do a field trip. We're going to go down to Oak Creek Canyon and we're going to take photos out in nature, which is why I brought up the trees also. And I, I love, I like loved the idea of like, oh, I'm going to find some point of view that's going to be so special. And I was obsessed with Edward Weston. I just loved, I still love his work so much. And, um, and then I would get to the developing room after I'd taken the pictures and I'd be like, oh, (laughs) I don't know what this, I can't remember about the chemicals. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's possible. I wasn't paying attention to the F stop when I was taking the picture. Like I just had no, I was so bad at it. I was so so bad at it. I would develop stuff and it would just be one after the other would look wrong, wrong, wrong. Right. You know, I I love that part of it for some reason. I I wanted to, I was terrible at it. I feel like I would go into the dark room and it was just like a time vacuum. Like I'd come out eight hours later and, and so many prints later and just like, and not that they were, they were not great photos particularly at all. Listen, I don't know. You, you're probably not. Yeah. You, what and so what else did you take pictures of were you interested in like oh I'm gonna do portraits of my friends or yeah. did you have sort of specific stuff that you kept kind of getting called back to over and over I think there was certainly a lot of still life water related things I spent a lot of time we lived close to a lake in Seattle which is there's just so much water everywhere yeah. but there was a dock that we used to go out to all the time so and it was just sort of a very peaceful meditative place and I feel like I took a lot of pictures of the dock and sort of the different water and yeah m- moods that were happening around there um do you still have that stuff? Do you have? I do. Yeah. You're, you're, as you're like, no, my parents, when they redid the house, my parents, yeah. they, again, they burned <laughs> my everything. Mom kept everything. I don't know if your experience as an only child, but my parents kept like anything that ever, I have ever touched. Listen, is I'm going to say opposite, is opposite, disturbing. opposite. My mom kept, my mom held on to uh, a lot of my stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And she has, still has them. Nice. Um, and they are hers now. Like she yeah. talks to them and stuff. It's great. Uh, and my dad had like a couple of files of stuff. And yeah. then at some point he was like, I don't know if you want this, but I'm just going to get rid of it if you don't. And I was like, mm, I guess I'll take it. So now I have it. Like I don't know what That's he has amazing. left of yeah. anything of me, except that 
his whole house is like pictures. Like he's, it's just photographs of me everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not like this is the her bronze baby shoe. Right. You know, it's yes. it's just photos, and then everything else either I and have or it's gone. Do you feel like the photos appeared? After you left the house or were they always there? I think they were always there. Okay. I think they, I mean, they've built up over the years, but I think, yeah, I think they've, I think he was a big, you know, because he loved photographs. So I think, yeah, maybe that was a big part of it from, from early on. I definitely noticed the uptick in photos of me in the house when I left for college. Yeah. To the point where my parents had this horrible oil painting done of me (gasps) from a photograph that is, it is a how dare terrifying. you how dare you wait until 37 minutes in for me to find out that there's an <laughs> there's I'm sorry you could just call it an oil painting. you don't even have to call <laughs> it a painting we could be really snobby oh did, did they have an oil out <laughs> of you horrible what are you it's, doing in it what is it, happening I'm holding a cat oh a little of course cat. you are and it's it's so horrible oh do you have a picture of that I'm sure I could find one. I'm sure you're able to get a hold of that. I would really appreciate it. And so my husband always thought it was so hilarious whenever he'd come to visit. So my, and my parents, again, having their strange sense of humor have now written it in the will, their will that if myself and my parents die, he gets the oil painting. Good, good. (laughs) Thinking ahead, (laughs) thinking ahead. Listen, because otherwise there's going to be like a fight in court over that painting. (laughs) People from far and wide yeah. are going to be arguing over who yeah. gets that painting. Yeah. At least it's like literally over my dead body. Because it's like, <laughs> it's so bad. Of course, that will be the painting that's perched on the easel yeah. next to your coffin. It's oh, horrible. <laughs> Did you have to sit for it? No. Or was it like they had a picture? They took a picture of you with a yes. cat. Because I don't think the sitting for it would have, I mean. Can you imagine? No, I can't. For hours. I, for hours. No, I can't. You wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be on speaking terms with your parents no. if they put you through that. <laughs> From what era? How old were you? Like uh, when did the middle school, high school? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what are your clothes like in the oil? Yeah, it's like a almost like a velvety pink shirt. Great. Luckily, you can't tell the texture. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Um, but you knew. And it's just like waist up, like a velour almost. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I mean, definitely in high school. I mean, we're, you know, grunge era again, shopping yeah. and only at Goodwill. You're yeah. only Yeah, oh, finding, for sure, for sure. You know, that's where you're good flannel and you're, you know, boys But so jeans. you did kind of dress more towards, you just weren't listening to the cool music yeah. per se? Yeah, everyone just kind of wore baggy pants and flannel. Same, and absolutely, yeah. Many layers, the long t-shirt with yeah. the short t-shirt. Oh, short sleeve t-shirt I really miss over. that. Right. I think there's even a picture of me with like a turtleneck that was really disturbing and then the t-shirt over. I mean. Oh, sure. Right? Oh, are you kidding normal, me? Absolutely. Right? I definitely oh, wore a gosh. turtleneck with a t-shirt over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Admittedly, it wasn't all great. But I do feel like what kind of lucky to not have been like if I had been young in either in either direction honestly right. either too early or too late when everything got like real sexy again for right. girls right. i just would have been in so much trouble because just like that 80s hair like yeah it's just like a lot of effort that yeah. i don't i don't know that i would have um fully yeah you would have well you would have de-eddie vettered yourself and then <laughs> yeah. that would have been yeah, no a, a bit of a crime right. really yes. <laughs> you would have made so many people unhappy by yes. not having yes. fully uh did you, were you a reader? Did you, were I you a big did. TV kid? Like, what did you? Uh, yeah, so wasn't really allowed to. So, okay, so with the Swedish mom came sort of a a weird bubble that I lived in in pop culture. Was so, it like Waldorfian? Well, so we watched the Bill Cosby show. And At least you got <laughs> Bill Cosby in your life. <laughs> I got Bill Cosby. Oh, gosh. And then uh, Murder, She Wrote. Oh, we, okay. we watched those shows Great. together as a family, Great. the three of us. Fun. And that was kind of it. I did get to watch some Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Um, I wonder what about those two shows your mom was like, these are going to be I the ones. these two. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, a little bit here and there of other shows, but those were the two we watched sort of religiously. And then there was a lot of sort of like American film and TV is not as good as European oh, TV. Okay. So watched a lot of Bergman and Fellini and oh, okay, all of sure. that stuff. Um, but then I like all the big eighties blockbusters, no idea. You didn't go with friends didn't, or anything? You didn't like sneak no. over and see yeah. something at a friend's I, house I mean, I or saw anything? Some things, but like just recently we watched uh, the Terminator movies for the first time, Rocky. 
you know, just sort of all those yeah. things I just haven't seen. And so um, not a lot of TV, definitely. Was that something you remember from like, be, like w- being around your peers and having them dropping references to stuff that you were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm... You didn't care. I, yeah, I don't know that I really sort of felt left. I feel like it's as an adult that I feel more like, oh, I just missed that. I might as well have grown yeah. up in another country. No, it's I, true. Like There's some, it's, it's like, it turns out it's actually more obnoxious when someone is like, you never saw the Terminator movies? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Didn't see friends. Like, didn't didn't sort of do all that. But I did. I did read a lot. And my parents were had like an amazing library, and were just really amazing about picking out books sort of at the right time. Oh, n- nice. In my life, and sort of that's saying, really like, cool. You should read this now. Yeah. And it's sort of. My husband always calls, you know, sort of refers to my dad as like a professor. Like we have a sort of very like professor student relationship yeah. in a sense, and and it made sense that that would sort of be part of it. Yeah. And so I, I definitely remember in my early in my senior year, which I think was almost not a good thing. They gave me on the road, which is such a cliche. Yeah. But that sort of opened up the whole beat generation books. Yeah. And suddenly I was trying to figure out why I should be finishing my homework. I should just be writing what I want to write. I don't need to write the assignment. Yeah. And so I, I struggled a little towards the end of high school in terms of. I love that you can blame your parents for that. Commit. That's great. <laughs> it worked out great. Kerouac. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> I can't argue with her. I can't argue with her. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really just. It felt very freeing, but also very much like, well, we still need to really finish high school and right. finish this out strong. <laughs> right. Well, did you, when you, and so coming out of high school, feeling that sense of like, does this matter? Did did you have the same experience with college or, or did you go right into college feeling more empowered to pick things that you were more yeah. interested in? I don't think I went to the right school. Mm. So I went to Vassar for my first two years and it's it was a very structured school. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't a lot of room for gray area. And I think I was at a point where I was looking for a gray area. Mm-hmm. And so I took a year off school. I was a snowbird bum and kind oh, of cool. was very ready to get back to school after that. And yeah. so then I went to sort of a create your own major school. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That really was, you tell us what you're interested in and we'll we'll find right. that thing in there for you right. that you can do. Um, or and you tell us it? what you want to yeah. do. And so I wanted, at that point, I knew I wanted to make movies. And so uh, you could sort of, you know, approach professors and say, I want to do this for my thesis. And as long as you could find three professors to work with and that agreed that that was worthy of a thesis, then that was it. And honestly, I feel like that was cool and that you really had to like fight for what you wanted. Yeah. It wasn't just sort of do this assignment right right check this box yeah exactly well, do you feel like you're now i'm just now i feel like i'm doing like a magazine interview of 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 <laughs> you as like a, a a dp but um do you feel like your mother's uh exposure to you uh of the european films has informed your sensibilities as an I artist mean, as a i mean to some degree sure i feel like certainly makes it sound, it sound like she she made it a more significant art form yes than maybe it would have if you were just kind of watching blockbusters or whatever so i declared a film major when i was at vassar and the first question i got was how do your parents feel that's funny yeah and it was like oh this is the school i'm at that is the school i was at right right, right. and they had a good film program but it was not that was not the usual for that school right and um I, certainly at the second school I went to, it was more about experimental filmmaking. So it was like anything goes there. There was no there was no surprising anyone with yeah. whatever you came up with. And yeah. I think that was really exciting and really cool. Um, and so I, I don't know. My parents were just so supportive of film. And it just felt like now's the time. Sure. To try it. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm sure it did. And I think them being so into the arts certainly informed my childhood that way yeah. also. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel about hugely experimental stuff? Now, I mean, I first of all, I, I'm sure you'll just say, like, it depends on the thing. So yes. let's put totally, that out there. Totally. But, yeah, do, are there things that you see that sort of, like, remind you of a time when it was like, I mean... Right. This is more when you're like yes. well, finding your voice and yes. doing really weird stuff. Versus- I mean, I think it's the weird thing about being at such an experimental school is that a lot of us wanted to make narrative stories. And so we were kind of the alternative 
group yeah. that wanted to make sort of more mainstream uh-huh. stories. How dare you? Yeah, how dare us? And yeah. Like, everybody was optical printing and like doing, you know, putting their film through coffee grinds mm-hmm. before exposing it to something else and, you know, just trying out weird sure. things, which was awesome and fun also. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to tell stories. So I still struggle with some experimental things sometimes. I think it's so valuable and so necessary and we should always be pushing the boundaries. Yeah. But, um, you know, like what? I don't know if you watched David Lynch's Listen, uh, new Twin Peaks. Can I be honest with you? That's all I was at. That's really all I was asking. <laughs> I mean, I was going straight to episode just, seven or whatever or episode eight, it was, was that it? everyone's like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my I, life. You know, that was not my favorite episode. Yeah. Me and I think he's a genius. I do. Think, I do too. I think he And that has... he's, he can't help. Like, it's not, and I don't mean he can't help who he is. Like, it's bad. Right. But I mean, that it feels authentic in the sense that you're like, I don't know. This, he right. just, this is what's in his brain. Yes. It's not like, which is, you know, I but felt like Inland Empire was like his stream of consciousness. Right. If you just let him output without mm-hmm. any sort of editing or external factors. Yeah. Like that's what's inside his brain. Yeah. And so episode eight, maybe a little to me is a little far outside the box. I appreciate that he has both of those like very standard narrative and insane experimental yeah. worlds inside both living inside his yeah. brain sort of quarreling yeah. perhaps or yeah you know but um it's interesting it's very interesting somehow i feel now like i'm like it's i i'm vindicated that that somebody who is a professional like <laughs> film <Yeah>. artist <laughs> also is not like janet you idiot you're just so you know you're so pedestrian you don't get it but i think that's the great thing about art isn't it just that like it hate it exactly is it provocative all that kind of stuff i agree um okay i want to get into this mash game uh i'm going to start terrified with oh listen nothing to be afraid of there's a lot to be afraid of okay uh it's a real high pressure it's a it's a pressure cooker i couldn't think of what i was trying to say uh no i mean i think it's mostly just like you know let yourself answer even if you end up saying like oh i would have said something different on a different day okay um so first category we'll do is perhaps unsurprisingly three uh other filmmakers living or dead that in this alternate universe you have the opportunity to collaborate on something with oh cool okay i would say sofia coppola Right. I would say. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Um. Uh. Uh. Let me think real fast. I'm trying to think of favorite movies that I've seen recently that I can. Uh. Oh gosh! I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's think. okay. Let me just take one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I know, especially when I ask something that's like legitimately like creatively important or interesting in that way. You got your first one out. I'm very proud. Right. I know that's just that one's that's um ah uh, okay, okay. Let's see here. I'm scouring for favorite movies, which I will all think of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh well, I don't want you to feel any pressure. So I just, I'll, I'm making a little note okay. that says like, hey, just, you know, I Great. can cut out, I can cut out whatever I want from, from any of this, from, from as you're thinking and all that kind of stuff. So don't worry about that. Okay. Can I come back to that one? Sure. Okay. I hope I'm not like this on all of them. Bless, bless your heart. Okay. We'll go, we'll go to a, we'll go to a, a, a nice what I consider to be easy one, okay, I bet great. you will too, uh, which is three foods that you uh, can have in this world with zero ramifications. And so there's it's n- calories, allergies, environmental factors, all that kind of stuff goes right out the window. This is a fantasy world. And it can be something that is rare for you. Like it's a thing that you've only had once at this one place and it's too far away to get, or it could just be like pizza. Um, and you can have any of these three things at the snap of your fingers. Definitely milkshakes. Great. Love milkshakes. Don't eat them ever, pretty much. Me either. Um, popcorn. I just love popcorn. I can eat Dude. a lot of popcorn. Dude. I, 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 I've said it before. I'm, I'm embarrassed at how much I love corn. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I know it's not helping anything. Yeah. 
and yet it's so pretty good. much corn in all its forms. Yeah, like corn I agree. chips, I agree. corn tortillas. Yes. Anything masa related. Yeah. Popcorn, great. Yeah. I eat those corn cakes that are like rice cakes that are just puffed corn. Puff yes. corn. Just give me some puff corn cereal. I like corn. So I don't I don't feel like I have uh any like hydrogenated corn oil in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't have like sugars like that. Mm-hmm. But just like some fresh corn stuff that's real simple. Yeah. Delicious. That's amazing. I agree. Delicious. I agree. God damn you corn. Okay, mac, great. Mac and cheese. Great. Great. Oy. Yeah. It's funny. I have a guitar in here, which I don't usually have. <clears throat> it's usually in the other room. So I keep hearing the, it vibrate a little bit. Oh, I, I, I don't think it will be picked up on the mic, but I, I keep hearing it. it sort of the, the a weird sonorous echo. Interesting. <clears throat> I don't know what that scratchy throat's about. Uh, okay. Next category is, um, uh, okay. Three, <laughs> three places in the world that, it would be amazing to do something sort of outdoorsy related, like your outdoor yes. adventure three. Ooh, um, Nepal. Great. You're like for tennis. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's your thing. Uh, the Alps. Yes, ma'am. And Patagonia. Great. I've never been to Patagonia. I haven't either. Uh, My parents have been down there. I mean, that's really one of those like Shangri-La type places that people refer to. It looks so beautiful. Yeah. My parents were down there and they'd rented a car and this was quite a while while ago. And out of nowhere, someone just comes up and says, Mr. Anderson, which I always say to my dad from the Matrix. And he was like, what is is happening? And it was some guy from their car rental place uh, had something for them and needed to drop something off. You're like, what? What adventure are we about to be dragged into? <laughs> Side note, I do appreciate that your Swedish mom still ended up with someone with a Swedish last name right, or yes. a Danish last name. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Next category is three. Uh, let's do three vacation homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting there is no issue but let's do vacation homes like from fictitious things so it could be like you know little house on the prairie or jane Eyre's house or you know anything like that oh anything fictitious uh or like from a movie too yeah um wow let's go with um Elsa's Frozen Castle. Great. Sounds me. Even though I'm totally, I'm anti-Frozen. Uh-huh. But still, that's. <laughs> she got you. She, she got you on the castle. Frozen Castle sounds fun. Um, ooh, what else? Uh, you know, going through movies that fast in my head is is a challenge. Yeah. There's so many options. I know. Oh, I feel like. Um, Trying to think of like treehouse bungalow places. Sure. Um, I'm a fan of the Swiss Family Robinsons mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, to do mm because that was like multi-level over one huge tree. Yeah. That was pretty great. Right. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's not a good treehouse. Well, I could just Uh, put like a treehouse. Yeah. Treehouse. A generic, imaginary, wonderful treehouse. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. That's perfect. And um, then third the, one. The other kind of place I was obsessed, obsessed with is from a book, and it's a real thing, but okay. I feel like an imaginary oh, version yeah, yeah, of no, it. Oh, yeah, no, 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 totally. Um, is in Finland, they have those cool glass ceilinged rooms where uh-huh. you can look at the northern lights. Oh, great. So some sort of fantastical mm-hmm. yep. glass ceilinged yes. northern lights house. Great, 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 great. Okay. Uh, you wake up tomorrow with three skills. Uh, let's make them sort of on the creative side. Three skills you wake up with tomorrow that you are suddenly extremely adept at that you didn't have to practice. I would love to play the guitar. Great. Oh, and they and it has to be in the arts. Uh, you know what? I, listen, I don't know why I'm putting so much pressure. Out, outdoorsy yes. things too? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I got so specific. No, that's all right. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I would love to know how to do the squirrel suit. Oh, the sure, flying, sure. The thing. You bet. So squirrel suit, okay, guitar, great. and... Uh, I, uh, bu- 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 I, th- I would... Any... Any are we are we still any skills? Yeah. Any, we'll skills? any skills? I would love to be an amazing cook. Great. 
Great. Which also is, I mean, listen, all of these are, you could argue artis, like artisanal sure. yes, on any of true. these. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. Next category is uh, your alternate uh, universe companion, husband, wife, sexy times, three can be characters from books, can be like actors from any era, anything like that. Yeah, it's your crush. It's MASH. Wow. Uh, and I made the category so wide. I don't know. I'm giving you too many options instead that. of narrowing it right. down. Right. Um, characters. I'm going to think of people I've loved from books. Great. But I'd like to say like Jack Kerouac, even though he was probably like the worst. Yeah, but this is your version around. of so him. That's like, yeah. You know so what I mean? Let's, let's say Jack Kerouac. Great. I feel like all the people I'm going to pick are really terrible people. But like, <laughs> but this is their redemption. Yeah. Because they're, it's yeah. your idealized version. Right. They'd be like interesting literary or yeah. musical characters. Great. Um, uh, wow. I'm terrible at these. I'm so sorry. You're doing am, just fine. The, the books and movies are hard. You're doing just fine. Because there's too fine. many. Uh, let's see other books I've loved. Oh, the character that's in Oh Love in the Time of Cholera. Oh, okay. It's the Gabriel Garcia Marquez character. I don't remember I what his name, his name is. Too. I but feel it's like sort of I like the, the, the beautiful book is love probably story on that shelf. But yeah, that would be mm. the second one. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, other favorite stories. Um, let's say. Um, the person in, uh, these are all so weird. (laughs) I love it. The person in Franny and Zoe. Oh, okay. Is it Franny and Zoe I'm thinking of? Oh no, with Esme for love and with love and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, okay. That makes sense with Esme. Let me put that. Okay. Great. And there's so little about him in that actual story. It's just about that interaction that's so beautiful. And it's, yeah. I think that's great. Uh, okay, great. Um, next category is, uh, let's do three, let's do three, um, sort of style. See, now I'm doing it even for categories. It's contagious. Uh, three sort of styles of living that, uh, it would be fun to kind of try on. Now that can go anywhere from like, a weird fascination with, you know, Versailles to living like Walden to um, like being in the disco era. You know what I mean? Just sort of like it's it's wide open. It's just like lifestyles that some part of you is is like, I would be, it'd be interesting to see that even for a day. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, Let's see. I feel like um, ancient Egypt. Oh, great one! I mean, as long as you're, you know, so one of the, one yeah. of the top people is sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot, sounds like yeah. a lot of labor. <laughs> uh, but that would be cool. I think we just we just saw King Tut. So oh, that nice. Was, yeah, that was uh, kind of int- our kids want to go to Egypt now, very desperately. Well, I'm sure you won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every morning, when are we going to Egypt? Awesome. I mean, let's keep our eye on the news, kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I've heard other people say this, but I do feel like going back to some sort of prehistoric sure. dinosaur sure. times would be truly pretty dino times. Dino times. Yeah, dino times. Yeah. Agreed. Um and then uh I think maybe like the twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be cool. Great. Yeah, what a special time. Yeah. I feel Again, like the way the, fun, the 20s the are depicted, times. yeah, the fun. <laughs> the fun parts. I do feel like the way the 20s are depicted for us anyway now, it does seem like it's a group of people who all knew that they were part of something special, right. which right. you sort of wonder, like, is that, was that true? Or right. is that like that our like perspective people? on that right. is like, oh, everyone knew how special they were and yeah. like how great the style was and how, yeah. you know, extraordinary the times they were living in were. Yeah. Maybe they did, but they didn't. Yeah. I guess I could read more literature from the twenties and yeah, maybe too. I would have a better sense. But it just sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Um okay, and then final category, and then we'll jump back to your collaborators, okay, yeah. will be let's do three imaginary pets that you're you would get for your kids. So like if if, if you could have anything, anything and there was no problems surrounded by any of it, it was just right. like the perfect scenario 
three imaginary pets. Imaginary. I mean, it doesn't have to be well, like, it doesn't have to be a dragon. It could okay. be like, well, my daughter's allergic to dogs. So we don't, you know what I mean? Like that's right. Whatever's impractical is not an issue here. Right. I mean, Pegasus. Great. Would be amazing. My son would absolutely love a dog in any form. Great. Would just make him so happy. Um, and that like, sea otter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> thank you. We finally get to the sea otter. You idiot. Who am I? What that is happening right. here? I mean, with tight, it's a tight <sighs> race with the panda for that I last know. one. I but, hear you. I'm you glad know. you picked otter. Uh, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, do you, how, do, how are you feeling about okay, your collaborators? Okay, collaborators, yeah. So, Sofia Coppola, that sounds great. Let's that could actually do, happen tomorrow. Oh, Wes Anderson, easy. Great. Wes Anderson, for sure. All could also happen anytime. Um, easy, easy, those two. Let's see, other... Uh, I will say... Scouring for movies, scouring. What about like, I'm saying this based only on these two choices. I'm just going to throw a suggestion, but like, what about like a Gondry, like a, like a, like a imaginary world sort of. Yes. I love, I love anything that takes place in sort of a unique, slightly different. Should I put him now? Sure. Yeah. He feels like a good third. Yes. And again, could happen. Yeah. These are all people who are alive and working today. Uh, Fantastic. Okay. So this is just the part of MASH where I just have to do a quick little thing that you tell me. So just tell me when to stop so we can get and the and stop okay great i'm gonna pause this great do some crude calculations and come back with your 100 percent guaranteed mesh future okay i feel good about these results uh very good wait. in fact um okay number one you got elsa's castle <laughs> which you also got a mansion so i don't know how elsa's castle would have worked if you'd ended up with a shack but True to form, you did both get Elsa's castle as your uh, your vacation getaway, and indeed it is a mansion. Uh, you are going to be able to travel at, to Nepal and have an amazing adventure there Great. as well. I don't know if you're going to take Pegasus to get there or not. <laughs> Certainly Pegasus is capable. <laughs> Certainly Pegasus might be the best, safest way to get there except for all the other ways so you could get there safely. Uh, okay, you are an amazing cook. This is a great day. But that doesn't mean that sometimes you just don't want to eat unlimited popcorn with zero ramifications <laughs> yes. in all its forms. Popcorn, you said. I'm, I'm, I'm opening yes, it out to corn, to corn in all its forms. Okay, great. To live through vicariously. Uh, I know your kids are going to be very excited about their trip to ancient Egypt. They are so, going to be so excited. It's going to be great. Yes. Again, Pegasus. Uh, may or may not be involved. You are uh, make, having all of these fantastic adventures with, uh, I think we figured out his name is Florentino from Love in the Time of Cholera. The best. And I look very much forward to checking out your upcoming collaboration with Wes Anderson. Oh, me too. Not bad. Oh, so Not wonderful. bad, lady. What a good day. Taran, that's our podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you um, so much. You uh, certainly, we know each other from working on Take My Wife. Uh, are there any other projects that you want people to check out that you I have, are particularly proud of? I worked on a feature in the fall that is called Eat Brains Love. Eat Brains Love? It's a zombie I can, I can imagine it might be. <laughs> Uh, people, let's keep our eyes peeled, so to speak. Um, yeah, tell me when it comes out, and I can Great. and I can uh, mention it in in whatever intro is appropriate uh, over that period of time. Uh, awesome! Thank you. Thanks, Tara. So much fun. Everybody else, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.